Welcome visionaries, creators, innovators, entrepreneurs, leaders, and growth seekers of all types to the Passion Struck Podcast. Hi, I'm John Miles, a peak performance coach, multi-industry CEO, Navy veteran, and entrepreneur on a mission to make passion go viral for millions worldwide. And each week I do so by sharing with you an inspirational message in interviewing high achievers from all walks of life to unlock their secrets and lessons to becoming passion struck. The purpose of our show is to serve you, the listener, by giving you tips, tasks, and activities you can use to achieve peak performance and pursue the passion-driven life you have always wanted to have. Now, let's become passion struck. Welcome to Momentum Friday in episode 43 of the Passion Struck Podcast. Actor Stephen Moyer said, conflict is drama and how people deal with conflict shows you the kind of people they are. And we are in the middle of a series talking about the topics of humility and diplomacy. And I don't think you can talk about either one without touching on conflict. And so today I'm going to do just that and also give you the secrets to how you learn the different styles of conflict management and which one to employ in certain conflict situations. And I'm going to start out today's episode with this story. Back in 2009, when I joined Dell, the company was going through one of the most arduous transformations in its history. We were trying to shift the company from one focused on hardware to one known for software and services. So in the middle of doing that, we undertook a very aggressive acquisition strategy. And at one point, while I was there, we had 14 different acquisitions underway at the same time. But that wasn't the biggest issue, nor was it trying to change the strategy of the company. The biggest issue was that at that point in time, it was the most political environment I have ever seen or or since. And part of that was brought on because at that time, there were six presidents, all reporting to Michael, who were all competing against each other. And that competition meant the difference between one of them getting fired and someone making tens of millions of dollars. Because of that competition, it brought out some of the worst behaviors, some of the most heated debates that I had ever seen in my career. And some of these reached ridiculous proportions and completely severed ties between many of those presidents that still exist today. So I think the important question here is how do you avoid something like that happening? Just like death and taxes, conflict is inevitable. Why? Because no two individuals have the same exact needs and concerns. Conflict, or more specifically, interpersonal conflict, is an inevitable fact of life, and particularly of organizational life. It often emerges when people feel stressed, when there are changes on the horizon, or when everyone is under so much pressure because of a looming deadline, strategy change, or whatever it may be, just as was the case during my time at Dell. However, conflict isn't just about organizational life. It can also arise in our relationships and outside of work. But there is a huge difference between healthy and 
unhealthy conflict. Conflict is not dangerous. In fact, the opposite is true. It's the lack of conflict that can be extremely dangerous because without conflict, we don't form as robust relationships. We don't create that vision for the future and we don't end up moving the needle. We end up getting into a bunch of groupthink that doesn't take us anywhere. But it's unhealthy conflict that ends up eroding trust and also shared values. That is why diplomacy is so important in bringing about healthy conflict. Diplomacy, as I talked about in the last episode, is centered around negotiation. And it's through that negotiation that people settle their individual differences. It's a process by which compromise is achieved without leading yourself into catastrophic results or inflicting passion that reaches all-time highs. And diplomacy starts by being willing to respect the other person. And at the heart of that is honesty. It's about being willing to engage, lean in and showing the other party the dignity to actually work with them. It is respecting the other person enough to come fully present to whatever that conflict may be. And that is diplomacy at its absolute pinnacle. But in order to have it, you have to be willing to be honest. And you have to listen to the other person. And you must keep an open mind. So with that as a backdrop, I think it's extremely important for us to understand what are the five different styles of conflict management so you know not only how to recognize them, but also which one to use in certain situations. Did you know that Forbes magazine recently cited that 70% of individuals who do personal development, masterminds, and one-on-one coaching benefited from better work performance, increased communication skills, and overall better relationships? And we at PassionStruck are obsessed with self-development coaching and mentorship. That is why we've created a free resource to help you unlock your hidden potential. Because people doing great things in business and life are just like you, only they've had a coach along the way. And we've got that covered too. Let us show you the systems and frameworks that we teach growth-minded individuals to help them step into their sharp edges, execute on their passion journeys, and get predictable results time and time again. Go to passionstruck.com slash coaching right now and let's get igniting. Now, conflict management isn't a new thing. In fact, the Thomas Tillman conflict mode instrument known as TPI has been used by HR departments around the globe for decades. And in this model, there are five different styles of conflict management. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things, and Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities. From scheduling interviews and screening applicants 
to messaging candidates. It's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees, and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers, according to a recent survey, say Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash passionstruck. Just go to Indeed.com slash passionstruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash passionstruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at passionstruck.com slash deals. Now, back to passionstruck. They are collaborating, competing, avoiding, accommodating, and compromising. Knowing what each one is and when to use them makes all the difference, I think, between being a diplomat and having healthy conflict versus unhealthy conflict. The first style, the collaborating style, is often known as the win-win style. In this strategy, it strives to make sure that both sides are satisfied. Think of it this way. Let's find a solution that works well for all of us. It requires an open discussion on all the issues, exploration of alternative solutions, and honesty and commitment from all parties involved. To be successful, the participants who are collaborating around conflict must have an environment that is open for the exchange of ideas and ideas that may be counter to what the other party is currently thinking. In this model, you must be able to surface those concerns in a non-competitive and non-threatening way. And that is one of the keys. The downside of this style is that it is very hard to do. It requires very close attention, not only to the issues at hand, but also to the emotional state of the other side. The next style, the competing style, is centered around the fact that it's not enough that I win, you must lose. The competing style is one in which the position and the concerns of the other party or person are completely ignored. Winning the argument or conflict is the only metric that matters. And any concession that's made to the other side is seen as a point of weakness. This is exactly what was happening during my time at Dell. Conflicts that would arise would be won by any means necessary. It could have been argument, it could have been rank, or it could have been a political exercise of power. If you use the style, you have absolutely no concern about the other side's feelings or how they're going to have to live with this decision. Using this style only works if you really don't care at all about maintaining that relationship. And this is often the case when you're competing against another team member, or it could be another person in a relationship. The third style is the avoiding style. This is the one where you say, I'll get to it tomorrow. The goal of the avoiding style is to avoid conflict at all costs. In this style, neither your concerns or the concerns of the other party need to be addressed. Obviously, this style is only of use when the issues at hand are of little or no importance, because it is clear 
that the ramifications of not making a decision at all or dealing with the conflict will be minimal in nature. The fourth style, the accommodating style, is the opposite of the competing style. It is one of sacrifice, selflessness, and low assertiveness. It's often referred to as the whatever style. You're willing to give up just about everything in order to preserve the relationship with the other party. And it's certainly reasonable to use this strategy when the issue at hand is of little importance to you. And in the end, you really don't care about the outcome. Think about this in terms of your spouse or significant other wants to watch a movie, and you don't care if it's a drama, an action movie, or a comedy. In this case, it's fine to say, whatever you want to watch is okay with me. The important thing that you have to remember here is that it is possible to overuse the strategy, and you need to be mindful of it. The fifth style is the compromising style. And in this one, you win some and you lose some. This style aims to find an expedient and mutually acceptable solution that personally satisfies both sides of the conflict. But it also maintains some assertiveness and cooperativeness. You're willing to trade on some of your points to win concessions from the other side. This style can be very, very useful when both sides of a conflict are equally powerful and willing to cooperate, and they want to preserve the relationship for long-term benefit of both sides. The biggest problem with this style is that both parties may give up so much that in the end, neither feels satisfied by what either has gotten. You have to be extremely careful in the compromise style that you're not giving up something that you can't live without. So to bring closure on this episode, conflict is inevitable and it can be done in either a healthy or unhealthy way. When done in a healthy way, it actually makes the team or relationship that much stronger because it brings about trust and an agreement on shared values. Because each style has their own strengths and weaknesses, it's important to study each one, practice them, and learn not only how to recognize them, but in each situation you're part of, which one you should apply. So before you enter conflict in the future, consider these five styles of conflict management and which one you want to employ. And don't be afraid to change strategies if it's not working. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, we would love it if you gave this show a five-star rating and shared it with a bunch of your growth-minded friends. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen or watch the Passion Start Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. The purpose of our show is to make passion go viral. And we do that by sharing with you the knowledge and skills that you need to unlock your hidden potential. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the Passion Start Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And if you absolutely love this episode, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes and you sharing it with three of your most growth-minded friends so they can post it as well to their social accounts and help us grow our Passion Start community. If you'd like to learn more about the show and our mission, you can go to passionstruck.com where you can sign up for our, our newsletter, look at our tools, and also download the show notes for today's episode. Additionally, you can listen to us every Tuesday and Friday 
for even more inspiring content. And remember, make a choice, work hard, and step into your sharp edges. Thank you again for joining us.